to the Arts Report. Uh, we are broadcasting live from UBC campus. We are on the um, stolen and unceded and ancestral territory of the Musqueam people in the city colonially known as Vancouver. Yes. Um, and today I am running the show a little bit. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a little overwhelming. I've done it before, but <laughs> never like during like a show that's like real only as a fill in. So I'm excited to be working the technical stuff because I definitely need to get a bit quicker at it. Yeah. But if there's a little if there's a few gaps in sound, um, <laughs> please, please forgive me. Yeah, it's it's Ruby's first official yes. show hosting the arts report. We are switching and I am, yeah, I'm excited for what's to come for for Ruby for the show. Yeah. yeah, so Sarah is, tell the listeners where you're going. I am going to do my <laughs> own thing, basically. Um, so I've been doing the arts report for like, the past five years now I've been hosting for two mm, years amazing. and I felt like it's time for me to you know yeah uh not fully quit you know I will still come and go do some reviews do some interviews maybe but I felt like it was time for me to um to grow out of it and do my own thing mm. and I really enjoy talking to artists yeah and I really enjoy hearing their stories, especially mm -hmm. local artists uh, who can't get their work out there as easily as those who are famous slash the Nepo babies. <laughs> and so <laughs> if Maude Apatow can have a career, we all should be able to have exactly. a career. <laughs> so uh, my hope is to um, uh, I am currently in pre-production <laughs> for a podcast where yes. I talk to artists. And oh my god, Sarah, I did not know that. Yeah, no one really <laughs> knows. Wow, here's me announcing it. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. Um, hopefully it works out. And yeah, I'm excited. I'm so excited as well to be a listener of the show. But for now, I will be um, taking over as the host. I also yes. have a show on Thursdays at 8 p.m. called Not My First Shmodio, where I interview comedians and uh, I also interview experts who are non-schmoes. So tune in uh, for a hilarious time. Nice. And uh, yeah, so this is my other show. So every other week I'll do a show. It's, uh, yeah. it's a lot. But, uh, but, two, but actually this week they're doubling up. So this week I do have a show... Um, this Thursday. Mm -hmm. So listen, tune in tomorrow. Exactly. 8 p.m. Not my first modio. Yeah. Woo! Okay, so, Sarah. Yes. Let's talk about your review. Yeah. It's uh, Story, Story, Die. Yes. Basically, is it was, well, it ended. It's not running anymore. Um, so Dance House hosts international guests most of the time. And they were hosting uh, a dance company called Winter Guests from Norway. Mm. It was really confusing when I was looking up the name of the show, which is Story Story Die. And then I put like Dance House because I didn't know what the dance company was called and then it would say winter guests i'm like it's summer why are they saying it there the winter guests <laughs> but no 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 don't be fooled the company's name is winter Guests. Oh, okay good to know um yeah so story story die was a one and a half hour dance show uh winter guests do a mix of theater and dance um i have seen stuff similar to it before and I will 
unfortunately say that the other stuff that I've seen mm. work better. I think I will start off by saying that all of the dancers were incredible. They were amazing. They put all in and I could tell and I really enjoyed watching them dance. What was not as enjoyable on the other hand was the pacing of the show. It was one and a half hours and I personally felt like the last 30 minutes were too much and it kind of dragged on overstayed their welcome yeah (laughs) (laughs) kind (laughs) of um and so basically i don't even know how to describe the show because it was such a like a it was very complicated like the structure of the show they started off very like somber and this one of the dancers all of the dancers were mic'd up by the way and then um he was telling the story you don't know if it's the dancer's actual story if or if it's a made-up story although in the program it did say that the stories that were used were um inspired slash based on the actual experiences of the dancers wow wow yeah and then so you you're kind of intrigued right what's gonna happen what is the story gonna be but then it cut abruptly and then they started doing this very jolly dance to a that song that was very different and then um this went on for a while and then one of the dancers basically so how the switches would happen is he would snap his finger, the music would stop, the lighting would change, and then one of the dancers would either talk or they would start dancing. And so the <laughs> the <laughs> transitions between the different, you know, dances and yeah. the different musics wasn't like seamless in no way. It was basically oh. just like with the snap of a finger. Yeah. Um and after like the first two stories i thought it would be like every dancer's story yeah and they're the like the quote-unquote main character during that while that story is being told but that wasn't the case (laughs) (sighs) because there were like two three dancers that we didn't hear from they were more like playing other characters and other dancers stories and then you were left wondering what these were these stories were like how did they choose which ones to go with and also because of how complicated the structure was you couldn't really keep up with the story either like if you were were to ask me right now hey sarah what was one of the stories do you remember i would have to say no (laughs) I have oh, wow. no recollection. Yeah. Oh, that is not what you want to hear. <sighs> exactly. As an artist, that your that your art had no impact on your audience. That it that um, nothing was memorable. Yeah, I will say the only thing that was memorable to me was simply just like how freaking good the dancers were. Oh, they were. So there yeah. you go. I take it exactly. back then. You, there was something that was incredibly yeah. memorable. I will say the choreographers part <laughs> was it right. Good. Yeah, <laughs> like actors working with a subpar director. <laughs> yeah. It kind of felt like that, yeah. yeah. Oh. Um, and I will say, uh, if the idea of like a dance mixed in with theater, this like mixed media performance intrigues you, I would recommend checking out the dance company Kid Pivot. Oh my god! Slash. My mother <laughs> literally was like was gonna take us, and then it was sold out, and she yeah. saw it, and I didn't. I was they so saw, jealous. It was so good. And then Crystal Pite is a choreographer in general. Crystal Pite. Yeah. She's Canadian. Uh, Kid Kid Pivot Pivot is Crystal Pite's dance company. But she also works with other dance companies too. She does uh, a lot of stuff like that. And she does it really well. She won a Governor's Award. No wonder why. She's a genius. And yeah, I will say like... I went to... Both Kid Pivot and Winter Guests presented within Dance House. Yeah. At the Vancouver Playhouse, I went to both. Kid Pivot got like a ten minute standing ovation. Oh. <laughs> I know they kept wow. they will they will they went back. The curtains closed and then they reopened the curtains and then they came back and like bowed again. And, and then, you've never seen that as a, at a dance show no, before? No, ever. No, usually it's like 
you would have a standing ovation, yes, and then you would clap, but then as soon as the curtain closes, everyone just kind of stops and then the lights go on and everyone leaves, right? Mm -hmm. That's what happened with winter guests. Um, but yeah, nevertheless, the dancers were great. I just wish the choreographers would, you know, do some thinking <laughs> about the choreography. Yeah. But yeah, besides that, I, I don't think I have anything else to say. Mm. <laughs> but yeah. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, sometimes it's nice to go to a show and to feel like you have that, um, like you can create that criticism. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like not in a negative way, just yeah. like, you know, criticism as an art form yeah. and feeling your own ability to do that. And like what I'm hearing from you is like you have enough of an understanding. I mean, as a dancer mm -hmm. and as someone who's been watching um, dances art for years um, you have a keen eye for that kind of stuff and even that process can be so enjoyable even if the art itself wasn't something that you loved yeah so uh, like I'm just speaking from you know I'm just projecting mm -hmm. when I when I see art I don't love the the process of getting to dissect why I didn't like it or yeah or why it didn't resonate with me is just as enjoyable as talking about why the thing you saw was enjoyable you know what yeah, I mean exactly. yeah and it gives it gives me more of a perspective because if I keep seeing like these incredible wonderful 10 out of 10 perfect nothing to improve dance shows yeah. then I'm well you know will it always be that good no yeah. <laughs> I won't have like a diverse uh yeah. pool to pull out my experiences exactly. from <laughs> exactly exactly yeah yeah <laughs> awesome all right well we're gonna go into a break real quick and uh, then we will be back with a quick interview from me, a pre-recorded interview from me um, with Jacob from A Comedy. All right. Let's see how quickly I can play this. The AMS Sexual Assault Support Center, the SASC, is a free and confidential service which provides support to those who experience sexual assault intimate partner violence, and harassment. We provide services to folks of all genders, including students, staff, faculty, and those who have a connection to the UBC Vancouver campus. We provide crisis and short-term emotional support, legal, medical, and campus-related advocacy, and outreach and educational programs. We are located in the Student Nest, room 3130. For more information on our hours of operation, and other resources and services, please go to our website, amssasc.ca, or visit our Facebook page, AMS Sexual Assault Support Centre. This November, CITR presents the award-winning Remembrance Day special, At Home and Overseas, based on the book Six War Years by Barry Broadfoot. More than two dozen Vancouver actors recreate the personal stories of those who experienced firsthand what life was like in Canada during the Second World War. Part 1 airs on Friday the 5th of November at 12 noon, with Part 2 at noon the following Friday. At Home and Overseas, November 5th and 12th at noon, right here on CITR.
that song, Ruby? That was I Still Believe in Love Part 2 by The Crystal Eyes. Nice. That was a lovely song. I've never heard of The, yeah. the Crystal Eyes before. Me neither. Yeah. Um, check them out if you liked that. Because there's a part one. Do <laughs> I still believe in love? Part two. There, there must be a part one. Exactly. Um, all right. Great. So now we're going to jump into an interview um, with Jacob Balshan that I did last week. So um, because our show is biweekly now. Um, oh, my God. My headphones are irritating me. Hold on. <laughs> I'm going to turn it up. There we go. I can hear myself. I really need to hear the sound of my own voice. Yeah. I'm going crazy. Oh, you know no. I, mean? I understand that. Yeah. I do the same. <laughs> um, so I did this interview. He is a stand-up comic. He's um, Canadian from here. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, w- during the interview, I'm going to be honest, I was a little underwhelmed by him. Oh, no. Yeah, I was a little underwhelmed. And then I went to the show. I would not say that unless I am redeeming him <laughs> in my next sentence, <laughs> as is as follows. Um, so I went to his show on Friday, which was uh, the A Comedy Show. A, sorry. <laughs> eh. Eh. I'm literally Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I went on Friday with my friend, and uh, there were some really great comedians who performed mm-hmm. at the at the Mountain. So because our show is bi-weekly now, um, it it sometimes can mess up when we're promoting stuff. Yeah. Because people will reach out and I'll be like, oh yeah, I'd love to promote this thing that's happening on Friday, but we mm-hmm. don't have a show this Wednesday. So yeah. we have a show after your show. Yeah. So um, I recorded this interview and um, luckily he pre- he's still performing all over the city mm-hmm. and he's actually going to the Edinburgh uh, Fringe Festival. Ooh. Uh, in a couple weeks which is super exciting I'm, yeah. I, I'm gonna have him on my um on not my first schmodio my <laughs> comedy show yeah and uh yeah so I hope you enjoy this interview it's super quick because um it just is yeah. and <laughs> just I don't need to I don't need to give you an explanation <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah here it is and Sarah is gonna head out now she has a ballet yeah. class I do um, um before I head out though mm-hmm. because I also have a pre-recorded interview yes uh let me do a quick little intro yes. um if you listen to the whole interview you'll find out what it is all about but still so I interviewed Daniel Corrali who is a UBC VFA acting graduate and he is playing Shakespeare in Something Rotten which is being presented within Theatre Under the Stars uh, Theatre Under St- Under the Stars is a is that Bard on the Beach or is it different? No it's different yeah okay. um, it's at the Stanley Park uh, at the Malcolm Bowl outside and then uh, they're presenting two musicals. One of them is Something Rotten, and the other one is We Will Rock You. I mm-hmm. had an interview with Danny Molina about We Will Rock You on our previous episode. And this one is with uh, Shakespeare from <laughs> Something oh Rotten. Shakespeare yeah. himself. Yes, yeah, Shakespeare himself. He came back from the dead and talked to me. Yeah, <laughs> first person that he rushes to. <laughs> exactly. I wonder who that would be. Like, if Shakespeare did come back to life... I bet there is someone on earth right now that Shakespeare would be like, I need to go talk to that person. Like, probably some oh writer. Probably some alcoholic. No. I, probably some writer. Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> I mean, I wonder. Like, now, like, that just that thought got has triggered yeah. something in me where I'm like, who would – probably someone in New York or Berlin or something. Yeah. Who he'd, like, run to to go talk to about literature and his work and everything. And you have time to think about it during the interview. So maybe you'll find the answer maybe for I the will. end of the show. So yeah. stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> and I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find this person that Shakespeare would go to. <laughs> yeah. All right. So let's take a listen to my interview with Jacob Balshin. Hi, Jacob. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm doing great. Good, good, good. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, so I guess to start off, uh, just can you tell me a little bit about the A Comedy Festival? It's the A Comedy Tour, and it's me and my friend Andrew launched it together. We've been touring the country for the better part of five years, probably. And we've been doing it under a different name, but we wanted to do something more representative of Canada because we're going to do the Edinburgh Comedy Festival in August, and we wanted to rebrand in a way. They represented what our comedy shows, which is two Canadian boys. Yes. And uh, that's the best way that we're known globally is through our A, our use of the word A, I guess. Yeah, we don't have a lot of things we're that known for. Uh, maple syrup and the word A, I think, are the two that we're known for. Yeah. 
Um, and so who else is performing with you um, at this show that you're doing on Friday? On Friday at the Martin, you can catch me and my friend Sean McDonald, who's incredible. Uh, if you know Norm McDonald, he used to be a really big fan of Sean. And uh, Andrea Jin, who just won the Juno this year for Best Comedy Album. So it's a really good show. That's awesome. And um, do you have any other shows in Vancouver after this? Like if it's a tour, where else are you going? Uh, this is um, not the tour part. This is just launching the actual A Comedy like brand. Andrew's in Toronto doing a show. I'm in Vancouver doing a show. We have shows all across Canada happening, one in Newfoundland, Alberta. Um, just uh, from there, we'll probably... The interesting about the tour is it's um, like a large roster of some of the best comics in Canada. So it's uh, it's taking place all across the country, mm -hmm. kind of. So uh, I might not be making money or on the current tours happening, but it's happening. And speaking of uh, Canadian comics, um, what is your origin story as a comedian? I mean, how did you get into this field in Canada? Um, I started when I was in university in Guelph. Uh, at the making box there I tried a few times and uh, I always knew I wanted to do comedy and then I started doing open mics in Toronto and then I didn't think I wanted to do comedy as much but I kept going and it's been like six years and it's my job now so I don't know life's not too bad <laughs> life's not too bad when you're making people laugh I guess and um, what type of comedian would you say you are Props guy, uh, props comedy. <laughs> yeah, I do props and um, slapstick, a lot of falling. <laughs> um, no, I just uh, literally what you're talking to. I just walk on stage and just talk to people. That's mostly it. And then uh, people are pretty annoyed that it seems like I put low effort in. And I'm pretty happy because I put low effort in. Right. <laughs> so it's a good balance. It kind of evens out. And how do you find the comedy scene in Vancouver? Like when it comes to uh, the audience and the other comics that you're working with? I moved to Vancouver in February and it's been an interesting difference. There's, there's far less shows than in Toronto, but uh, the audiences are much better and they really come for the show, which also creates an environment where comics like write more mm -hmm. uh, and don't do what I do, which is good for them. That's smart. They go up, they tell their jokes. I go up, I stand there. This is a good time. So are you more like stream of consciousness type comic rather than like practice, practice, practice type comic? I practice, practice, practice. And then I get on stage and I say none of the things I practice. Right, right. And why is that? Because I hate everything I've ever thought. <laughs> All right. Interesting. Interesting. And um, what are some of the, what are some of your favorite comedians in the city? Like, who do you like to go oh. and take inspiration from? Well, Andrew and Sean, who are on the show, are awesome. Um, if you're looking to see comics in the city, I'd recekommend checking out Marita Lopez is one of my favorite. Malik Alisal, Maddie Kelly. Um, literally, like, coming to Vancouver has been really cool because there's just a lot of really good comics here. And I've gotten to know them better. And uh, I have my own show weekly at the Mountain. Uh, where this show's happening it's on wednesdays uh 8 p.m and it always has like the best comics in the city if you want to come watch uh yeah i'm only friends with good comics i refuse to talk to those below me that's um <laughs> <laughs> i've, I've uh, it was just so many good people here that's how you stay on top though it's it's a good technique no i definitely talk to no one <laughs> i'm in a corner crying often all right well i mean that's probably entertaining to some so i'm sure it works I don't know. <laughs> I'm in the corner. Right. It's not my problem. <laughs> All right. Well, um, thank you so much for being here. Uh, once again, can you please just list uh, some of the stuff you'd like to promote that's coming up in the city? I have my weekly show at the Martin every Wednesday at 8 p.m. If you want to see the best comics in your city, uh, I'm there every week. It's a good time. You will enjoy. Thank you. I have no idea. That's it. That's all right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jacob. Oh, yeah. Thank day. you, Ruby. Have a great time. Bye. Bye. So that was my interview with Jacob Balshin. Um, so I don't think I actually did redeem him um, before Sarah left. And I would like to say that he was actually an incredible performer. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect because in the interview he did ha he didn't have, you know, 
as much energy as I was expecting, which some comics, that's definitely their vibe. Like Tignataro, she's not much for energy. But when I when I saw him in person, he was literally like like buzzing on the stage. Um, and I was I was laughing so hard when I saw him. He like he had this bit about apples. Anyways, it was just it was really good. As you heard, he has a show tonight at eight, eight o'clock at the Mountain. Um, uh, it's a really cool space. It's a really fun space and they sell beer. So if that's something you're interested in, that would be great for you to check out. Um, but yeah, definitely go see him. I would recommend him just because he, he was, he brought the energy I wanted to see from a standup. Everyone has their, their different, you know, likes and dislikes when it comes to comedy. I love a lot of energy and he brought that during the show. So I, really go go see him if you want to laugh all right so we're gonna go into another break quickly and when we come back uh i'm gonna play sarah's pre-recorded interview with daniel corali who plays shakespeare in something rotten coming up um at theater under the stars um god i keep doing that thing with my mouth it's a i'm sorry <laughs> it's not the the loveliest sound um, all right, so I am going to play some PSAs and some ads, and we will be right back. Are you looking to relax and enjoy the outdoors? Then come play outside with Matt Collective, an inclusive and open community available to all. Matt Collective has a mix of free and paid classes and events starting June 1st. They can be found at iconic Vancouver locations like Kitts Beach, Stanley Park, and Canada Place. Matt Collective is a non-profit and proceeds go to support local community programs. So come have a stretch and engage in community building all at the same time. Visit mattcollective.com for more information. That's n-a-t-collective.com The haunting debut album Black Moon by Civic TV provides a cinematic backdrop, a modern day symphony of the dark and light that is our collective reality. Take a listen to Black Moon, now available via Flemish Eye Records and on all streaming platforms. Crimes and Treasons Radio, this is Riff Raff. Every Tuesday from 9 to 11 p.m. on 101.9 FM. Yes, yes, you and I rock with the best. 101.9 CITR Radio. Crimes and Treasons, this is your boy Just Blaze. Right now you're rocking with Jules Andre Brown, Rolly Bells, Jamal Steels, and Horsepower. You know what it is, right? Yo, it's I Am Sue, man. I want to shout out Crimes and Treasons Radio, man. CRTR 101.9, man. Turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn up, turn
You're always dancing around my mind If our love is enough to keep us up at night Our love is enough If love is enough to keep us up at night Our love is enough If love is enough to keep us up at night Our love is enough So that was Husha by Hillsburn. I really love that song. And then after that was Loving by St. Arnaud. Arnaud. Forgive me, I don't speak French. Um, Not even sure if that was French. So now we are going to play an interview with Sarah that she prefaced before she left. Um, Oh, why am I talking like a YouTuber? <laughs> you know how they always sort of go up at the end of what they're saying. Um, but uh, this is not YouTube. This is radio. <sighs> this is what happens when I'm alone. There's no one here in the studio with me. So I guess I just have to bounce ideas out of my own brain rather than off someone else. Okay. There's a lot going on on my screen right now. All right. Here we are. I found the interview. So this is an interview with Daniel Corali, who plays Shakespeare in the upcoming show Something Rotten at Tut's Theater Under the Stars. Um, so let's take a listen to this wonderful interview. Hello, everyone. Today I have Daniel Corrali with me, who is playing Shakespeare in Something Rotten at Theater Under the Stars. Welcome, Daniel. Hello. Thank you for thank you for talking with me. I'm really excited to speak with you because Something Rotten is one of my favorite musicals. <laughs> and also, you're at UBC alumni, so it's, you know, a lot of wonderful things together. So before we really get going with the questions, do you want to tell everyone what Something Rotten is all about? Oh boy, what a loaded question. Uh, Something Rotten is is crazy. It's a crazy show. Uh, it revolves around these two brothers, uh, the Bottom Brothers, who are attempting to write at the same time as William Shakespeare and are kind of living in uh, his shadow, so to speak. Uh, but they're really determined to, to make it work, to go big. And so one of the brothers decides he's going to uh, hire a soothsayer to look into the future and tell him what's going to be the next big thing in theater. And with that information, he and his brother inadvertently uh, begin to write the world's first musical. And such crazy chaos ensues. I won't spoil anything further than yeah. that. Yeah. It is... Uh, <laughs> It's quite a time. It is. It really is. It's so funny. And you're playing Shakespeare, as I said in the beginning. So Shakespeare, as we all might know, is from over the seas, from the Great Britain. Uh, I'm assuming you're required to have an accent in the show. Yes. One of the very few characters who does, actually. Yes. Yeah. Did you work with a dialect coach for it? Did you have training at UBC for this or did you have an additional training for this show specifically? I did train with a dialect coach at UBC named Adam Henderson, who is fabulous. And uh, I took a lot of a lot of his exercises and stuff into the work that we were doing for the show. I didn't get I didn't have a dialect coach specifically on the show, but I did a lot of work with a lot of Adam's resources, just trying to sort of figure out where we were living and, and, and what we wanted it to sound like. Um, so yeah, it's a it's 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 kind of a mix of, of a few different uh, sources. But so far, I haven't been told that it's terrible. So here's hope. That, that's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> not terrible what a great compliment uh, <laughs> did you so something run is um it's not very old but it is it's also not quite new so there are videos that exist online of well the whole show and that's been on broadway did you watch any of the clips as you know to prepare or did you do you want to go in to the show to make Shakespeare your own and not be I don't know what the correct word would be but basically just not carbon copy of past Shakespeare's you know <laughs> definitely I understand I understand um I was uh probably much like yourself was obsessed with this show before Tuts decided to put it on so I've seen pretty much everything there is to see online of it but that was just me and my own personal so that stuff's all up here and so um, I tried to, to 
to leave it behind as much as possible. But you know what? It was just really well done <laughs> when they did it on Broadway. So some of that stuff it comes comes into the show just because it, it makes sense and it's really, really good and it's really, really funny. And then there's some other moments that we tried to sort of find our own way around it. And our director, Rachel, has been really good about, you know, actually talking through like, hey, let's actually talk about what we're doing here instead of just trying to copy someone else. Um, you know, what, what, what are we going for in this scene? How can we achieve that? So it's been, it's been a really good collaborative process. And uh, I'm, I'm hoping that there's a little bit of me mixed in there with, with some of the other stuff. Yeah. So in the show, Shakespeare sings, it's hard to be the bard. So my question to you is, is it really hard to be the bard? <laughs> it was funny. Actually, I was just talking with this with our musical director the other day because I was singing through the song and I was like this song's really difficult sometimes um and he was like yeah so just just remember that as you're singing I was like cool um it's it's not it's hard but it's not it's it, it that's a really cop-out answer but uh it it's been a, a process of learning uh, discovering who this Shakespeare is we did a lot of I did a lot of research going in about about Shakespeare factually uh, and then got in and realized that a lot of the script and a lot of the, the historical inaccuracies that abound in the script make it so that you really do have to go a different direction um, with Shakespeare in this case, because it's it's not necessarily what we know of him factually. It's a it's a very overdone uh, rock star type feel. So it's it's different. Um, I've been the cast have been fabulous. We have such a fabulous cast. And it made playing Shakespeare a lot easier because literally anytime I come on stage, they just scream at me. And that makes it so much easier because I can just stand there and people are like, oh my God, you're so good. And I know that they're acting, but it kind of feels nice. <laughs> so yeah. it makes it a lot easier that way. It must be so nice. Yeah, I can't imagine because like as a performer, the audience you know, applauding for you and like getting the standing ovation and all of the cheers, that's already such a good feeling. And then on top of that, having a scene where people are worshiping you basically must be a great I, feeling. It, it's an interesting feeling. I, there's a song in the show also called Willpower, which is essentially uh, Shakespeare's rock concert of of some of his, his lyrics or his poetry as it were. Um, and that number, um, has such great energy again from the from the people around me uh, and I've I've literally like they are all all come off stage covered in sweat and like really really p breathing hard and I just kind of walk off stage and I'm like hey thanks everyone that was awesome because I just kind of stand there <laughs> and sing some stuff and the energy comes from them so uh, it's been really really nice they're such a great group of people oh that sounds amazing I really you know, it's always wonderful to hear or see about the the relationship that the cast has beyond the actual production itself. I feel like it gives it so much depth. But yeah. <laughs> um, so this is your fifth Tuts show, um, if I'm not mistaken. So my question is, has your experience in Tuts changed over the years? Yeah, a little bit. Um, Tuts was the sort of the first show I did outside of school. I did my first Tuts show uh, while I was still studying at UBC. Uh, and it, it, it's such a great and interesting place because we do have a couple of professional um, equity members uh, who are, or, who are uh, in, the, in the professional acting world who, who get to be a part of the show. And they uh, offer like a level of sort of um, mentorship um, to everyone. Uh, and so when I came in on my first year, I was very wide eyed. I was learning lots of things from all these people who had been there for so long. And as I progressed through the years, you know, I feel like I've become more that person. Not to say that I don't still learn a lot from other people that I work on the show with. I always do. But there's also some younger people. I remember being the youngest person in the cast. And now I am very much not the youngest person in the cast. And so it's very interesting to see all these young, very, very talented performers come up and just being able to watch them um to to watch them grow in front of your eyes and also just to you know hang out with them ask them questions see where their where their goals are and uh there it's just a very very cool experience to be on the other side of that of that age difference it's very very cool yeah also just for reference to anyone listening you graduated from ubc in 2017 right that is correct yes 2017 yes. 
Wow. Yeah, it's, um, uh, it was, it's, it feels like not that long ago, but it's now yeah. very, very long time ago. Yeah, especially it's so weird with the pandemic that happened. It still feels like, you know, two years ago was like yesterday. So yeah, I can definitely <laughs> understand that. Also kind of swaying away from Tuts, but not completely. I recently read that you will be understudying the role of Francesco Martini in Made in Italy for the Arts Club. Um, you'll also be performing Sunday matinees for it from July 28th to August 21st, which is also during the run of Something Rotten. So well, first of all, have you ever had two shows running at the same time before? No, this, that's a first for me. And I uh, I am a little bit lucky in that our director for the show at Tuts is the assistant director on Made in Italy. So I was able to kind of have a chat with her and be like, is this going to work? And she was like, <laughs> I think so. I think we can do it. Um, so, yeah, that's that's new for me. That's so exciting, though. How does it feel to, you know, have the two shows? <laughs> It's it's very exciting. It's very exciting. I, I love both shows. I've been a huge fan of Something Rotten for a long time. And Made in Italy is a remount. That it was it was up with the Arts Club um, earlier in the year, and uh, it just did so well. Uh, the 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 performer uh, and writer Farron Timoteo is a wonderful wonderful person, and I just learned so much from him working with him the first time. So to see it come back was very very exciting. Um, but I'm I'm blessed that it's it's going to be able to work out that that Tuts has been has been kind enough to sort of be like hey you know what I think we can make this work and so um, there's a whole family trying to trying to make that happen so it's <laughs> it's it's very very exciting there's there's some nerves in terms of like how much you know how much yeah. sleep I'm going to get but other than that <laughs> it's very exciting yeah oh my god I didn't even think about the sleeping aspect um, <laughs> have the rehearsals for um, Made in Italy started. Uh, no, so Made in Italy, because it's a remount, because we did the show mm -hmm. not too, too long ago, we don't very have a very long rehearsal process for that at all. We're okay. kind of just going to jump in. We're going to do a couple days of tech, and then we're just going to open it because um, Farron knows it really well. He wrote it. He's been performing mm -hmm. it for six years, kind of on and off. And uh, I'm, I, I learned it when I was there with him. So it's pretty fresh for me. I'm doing a couple rehearsals of my own, just sort of in my basement, just being like, how does this how work? Um, but <laughs> other than that, it's just going to be kind of a, a, a go yeah are you do you think it, it's a possibility that um the two shows will get mixed up in your head or are they different enough that they're you know kept in separate boxes in your brain <laughs> they're they're fairly different um which which is helpful um the the nice thing about something rotten is that i've got another a, a whole cast of people who are going to kind of help me and and, and feed me along, you know, when you're doing a show with other people, a lot of what you do depends on what other actors are doing as well. So I'll see someone move and be like, oh yes, that's right. I do this thing now um, that we, <laughs> that we discussed. Uh, Made in Italy is, is one person. So that's, yeah. that one is just kind of like, I'm getting to the point now where I start that show and then it just kind of goes. I don't, I don't really think about the ending of it when I start at the beginning, I just kind of mm -hmm. start saying lines and then they follow one after the other. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, here we go. We're on, a, we're, we're going now. Um, so it, it's, it's nice that, um, that they are a little bit different and that, uh, I'll be able to hopefully keep them separate. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, it, it sounds really, well, first of all, nerve wracking, but also it sounds like it'll be a great experience and I'm excited for you. I'm excited for people to see you in both productions. Just I'm imagining someone like going to something rotten on like one of the days and then the next day they see you in Maiden Lily. They're like, huh, I recognize them. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully we can do enough acting that they don't go. Why is Shakespeare talking with an Italian accent? I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh you need to do an italian accent immediately don't you yeah yeah several several times <laughs> well here's to hoping that you don't mix up the um the accents at the show <laughs> I, I think i think we'll be able to keep them separate i think we will. yes i think so too um yeah so before we go do you, is there anything that you want to mention slash talk about when it comes to something rotten and theater under the stars? Uh, for, for anyone listening, I mean, if you haven't been to theater under the stars, 
it's really a, a really cool um, Vancouver specific experience right in the middle of Stanley Park with the trees, the, the sun kind of sets throughout the show. So you start in kind of the sunset lighting and then it goes dark by act two. Um, you, need to, you need a blanket uh, and some bug spray because it's cold and it's in the woods. So if you're coming, please make sure you bring those two things just for your experience. But it is it's super cool. Uh, it's, it's a lot of great people. It's outdoor theater at its finest. And it's, this show is absolutely nuts, um, but it has a, a really cool heart. You know, um, one of the Shakespeare uh, quotes that gets played off a lot in the show is to thine own self be true. And it really is a show about that. It's about being true to yourself for all the characters. Um, but it's, it's that, that heart to the show is all intermixed with just absolutely uproarious nonsense. So it's, it's really got something for everyone. And, and if, you, if you have been to Tuts, please come back. If you haven't been to Tuts, uh, make, it, make it a routine starting this year. It's, it's really, really, really cool. And where can people get their tickets for something? That's a great question. You can get <laughs> tickets. Uh, you can go to my website. My website is www.danielcorelli.com. You can also go to the Tuts website, which is www.tuts. That's T-U-T-S dot C-A. Uh, you can get tickets to our show. You can also get tickets to the show that we're running in rep with, which is We Will Rock You, which plays every other night. Uh, I haven't seen their show yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Um, so yeah, all the information will be there about both shows, about tickets, about if there's a, a, a weird start time or something, uh, all that information's on the website. Sounds great. Well, thank you so much for joining me and talking about something rotten and a little bit about Made in Italy. <laughs> it was great talking <laughs> to you. <laughs> thank you very much. It's, it's great to talk. Always love, uh, uh, always love talking to people from UBC. I, I, I really do have a soft spot for it. So. All right, um, welcome back to the Arts Report. Uh, that brings us to the end of the hour. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today and for welcome welcoming me into your cars, homes, hopefully bathtubs, because uh, sometimes you just gotta relax, listen to the radio in the tub, do a little soak, do a little listen. That's how I like to listen to my radio. Anyways, um, everyone have a great evening. And uh, thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week. Uh, not next week. Tune in in two weeks from now uh, for our next episode. Bye. While I'm serving my time on the surface, blood, blood to the giant and Steve. How you figure we made it this far without love? For the city, I bleed. No sweat, but we got a lot to do for the grub. Know what the family needs. And that's comments on the G's, fucking comment on the feet. Love the money in the streets. Real Sunday overseas, class act when it's on. Grand dollars for the fee. Fans hollering the three, y'all can pray that we won't. We encourage you to see that there's more to this shit than we're sitting on your place, son. We had it cooking for the streets. We had it cooking for the streets. Don't worry about the day, son. We drop records filled with heat. While you hurry and we lay, son. Don't need to worry about a peep. Like checkers hopping place, son. Don't need a jury for the sweep. Talk good, but we great, son. And that's a lesson I repeat. Talk good, but we great, son. And that's a message I believe. And that's a testament to me. I think it's time to finally say something. The best trio in the scene. No disrespect to the great ones. Shout out to most and SG. Please bury me in pesos. 530 isn't free. Booking times when I make funds, I know it's hurting y'all to see. Following dreams of the chase, huh? I think it's worth it for the three. I think it's worth it for the three. How you living more try, more try, more try, more try, more try. They can get it on sight, they can get it on sight, on sight, on sight. We can do this all night, we can do this all night, all night, all night, all night. How you living more tripe, how you living more try, more try, more try, more try, more try, how you living more try. Put my all in this and I accomplished, went through the gauntlet and came out unscarred, unturned. 
True say I'm the best round way. No matter what y'all gon' say. Two days, sold out stage. Next day, it's an airplane thing. Roll weed on the next place train. My word ain't no place safe. And this how it's gon' be. No way to go say anything by me. I introduced you to the bully gang. No real dudes who been moving things to chop lettuce. I'm just trimming waves, truncating things. Buying bobs and collecting, writing credits. Don't tell no one. Come and see me if you want another one. But you know it ain't free. Hit me up for vacay or else you can catch me laid right out on the beach where the weather's right. Hey, little something, something, now I'm feeling nice. Wrote another hit song just the other night. All in the days working, they flying by. Why they talking to me now that the price is high? Wishing that they knew me, saying things, hoping that they could fool me, but they ain't nothing to me. Living life like a movie and the score by Steve. EP by the most understated, underrated three people. How you living? More try, more try, more try, more try. They can get it on sight, they can get it on sight. On sight, on sight, on sight. We can do this all night. We can do this all night, all night, all night. How you living more tripe? How you living more tripe? More tripe, more tripe, more tripe, more tripe. How you living more tripe? More tripe, more tripe. They can get it on sight, they can get it on sight, on sight, on sight. We can do this all night, we can do this all night, all night, all night. They be screaming more life, I be screaming more tripe. They be screaming more life, we be screaming more tripe. Yeah, I'm with the minute through the coach line, damn. Stewardess looking so fine. so fine The whole time I was thinking how we doing this From all the no-pay shows and just getting through with it Living DIY, we done showed it, proved it Now they peeping the movement Finding ways to abuse it, we done paid dues, motherfucker You gotta pay up Cause nowadays Tony need them to pay stuff. Your research sure review on CITR 101.9 FM Broadcasting from the unceded territory of the Musqueam people at UBC My name is Ali Mary, And I'm joined by my co-host today, Gourmand Gill each week on Research Review, we interview a researcher who is affiliated with the UBC community and discuss some of their latest work and findings and how they relate